Who's ready for a podcast? Not it. I'm ready for a podcast. Strength looks so tasty. Tasty. Ready to get this shit going. Going. So <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with y'all? <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know that I'm song. I'm doing backup, bro. I made it up. Nice. Just go with the flow. Yeah, What's up, everybody? Oh, shit. Hey, hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cactus. Shit. We are a podcast that freestyles out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> but we also talk about amazing movies and we pair them with amazing cocktails. Cocktails! <laughs> and uh, we got Mr. Alex Alfaro back with us this yes. evening. <laughs> I promise I won't throw up and pass out this time. <laughs> Did you throw up last time? Only in my mouth. <laughs> wow. That tequila, yo. I have my head hurt the next day. Yeah, Alex felt real bad that uh, he tapped out last uh, week. But in his defense, you know, we scheduled the meds for a different time. <laughs> yeah. I'm still broken, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we, we forget that. Okay, so. Right, there's a Christmas tree in my drink. Are you ready for the jailbreak cocktail? Nice. Mm. Now, I added my own little flair. You know how I'm a overachiever when I come to my cocktails. Not just. So this only called for simple syrup, but I just wanted to get a little extra fancy. So I made it rosemary simple syrup. Nice. So you're going to do okay. one ounce of rosemary simple syrup. One ounce of rosemary. Half ounce of lime juice. Half ounce. An ounce and a half of pineapple juice. Yes. And an ounce and a half of rum. And we're using white Bacardi rum. Okay, I know this is going to taste good. And then you're going to top it with... a. Uh, Soda water. Soda, soda water. Whatever. Garnish. Garnish with rosemary. So, you're going to shake it all up, top it with the club soda, and that's the jailbreak. You guys Cheers ready? To that Cheers to that shit. Cheers. Cheers to that shit. And Smashly is in the building. She's hiding behind the wall. Mmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's got that froth on the top. That's what I know, right? And it smells like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there literally is like a Christmas tree stem at the top of our drinks. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is hitting multiple senses. It's I like amazing. that. I and like that I really like the rosemary simple syrup. I think it's, that's a little. This is one of those, this is one of those deceptive drinks that you get in the club and the girls drink like four and 30 minutes and mm-hmm. then they're like, ooh, party mm-hmm. time. I can drink. It's fine. <laughs> 30 minutes later go get Gabby (laughs) (laughs) or or the random dude or the random dude who's like locked up in the toilet and (laughs) bring us again (laughs) like hey Maury get out of the bathroom bro you've been there for 30 minutes (laughs) I'm talking to Ralph man (laughs) we have had some sippers that we be drinking Mm -hmm. and not be realizing that we I can sit that. by a fire with this guy. Oh, I like it. Yeah. It's up there. It's very refreshing. Mm. So, so are you guys ready for a little bit of history? History. We get some history today. Nothing healthy about this one. Nope. Damn, I'm lying. <laughs> no, it's not history. It's just history. All right. So we're going to do the history on simple syrup. Okay. Something that we have put in many a drink. Many yeah. of drinks on this show. But what is it? So simple syrup is called simple syrup because of its basic ass ingredients. One part sugar, one part water. My mind went elsewhere. <laughs> you're basic. <laughs> is that where you're going? Kind of. 
Wait, were you thinking of Ben Stiller? I was thinking of it being invented by some basic ass motherfucker. <laughs> basic ass mother bitch who came up with this amazing thing that is just. It just tripped and fell into right. it. <laughs> he's like, one day he had nothing to drink and yeah. he was like, oh, I'm just gonna make some water and Hey, some you can sugar. make some good shit with nothing to drink. Yes. Yeah. And especially with this. So you got sugar and water and you're gonna put it in a pan. Or a saucer pan, and you're going to boil it until the water is, or the sugar is diluted, mm. and it breaks down. So it's really easy, and it is used because it's easier than dissolving sugar in your glass, in mm. your cocktail. Gotcha. So it goes way back, and not only in drinks does it go back to like making lemonade, mm. making it with this helps and make it sweeter and you don't have the you know the sugar in it mm. you don't have to stir it for fucking forever and it's also used for baking because i know back in the day that their th- their ovens weren't the greatest and they didn't have mixers like we fucking have today they had to do it with fucking elbow grease mm-hmm. i'm so, picturing danny glover it's, it's, it's not warm enough <laughs> yeah so this <laughs> how like, you work this stove <laughs> he's like oh and i love she just pulls up the Whoopi's seat like on the rocking chair. He's like, where is he it? pulls out that gasoline. She's she out. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so this also was good for baking, and people will use it for baking and icing and stuff like that. I love the smell of this. It's, as I it drink smells it, really like, good. It like really does. The, the branch is like right next to my nose. Mm-hmm. So simple mm. syrup has come so far of being in it, tons of drinks, some that... You know, we've drank on the show, like Mojito. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also in drinks like daiquiris and Mai Tais and Cable Car and the Gimlet. All these like fancy, fancy drinks. I One day we will. I just love the that, the, that you're rattling them off. Do, do you know these drinks? At least no. I mean, oh. some of them. People do know these things. I do know the daiquiri. Yes. The daiquiri and a Mai Tai. The daiquiri knows me. The Cable mm-hmm. Car. I don't know that one. And, and the gimlet I've heard of, and I've never tried, but I know that we will one day. So not only do you have simple syrup, just sugar and water, but you can get fancy with it like I have. With purple. And you can add. <laughs> <laughs> we had made a purple one before. We made blueberries. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Kool-Aid was in there. Yeah. Sugar, water, purple. He's like, what do you got? I got I got purple dye number seven and a grape. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it. Um, so you can make simple syrups like mint leaf or with lavender, ginger, vanilla bean, cloves. And we've made it with cinnamon and uh-huh. we've made it with watermelon watermelon, and, and blueberries on the mm. show. So that's a little bit of her story. I like that. I like that I'm a simple lot. syrup. So, I am very excited to tell you what movie we are doing this week, you guys. I picked this one for our free month. And I've been trying to find a place to put this fucking movie in forever. Like, legitly. And we are doing Shawshank Redemption. You sound so excited to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) The only time. Just this one. I didn't see nothing interesting about Andy Dufresne. I must admit I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. Looked like a stiff breeze would blow him over. That was my first impression of the man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Such a great movie. Let me hit you with the stats. Hit him. So this movie came out October 14th, 1994. Mm-hmm. 
So. Happy birthday, Cruz. Mm. Oh, you're right. Happy birthday, Cruz. And he His wasn't ass even, wasn't, he in, wasn't even he born. Wasn't, he wasn't invented yet. <laughs> he wasn't invented in 91. <laughs> he was, what's the saying? He was a twinkle in his father's eye. Yeah. <laughs> So the budget for this movie was $25 million. Mm. So in today's money, translated into 2019 money, it's going to be $43 million. Okay? It's mm-hmm. a modest budget. So it made $28 million in 1994, which in today's money is $48 million. So technically, this wasn't a flop. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, I know we always say if it makes money, it makes sense. And I believe that it made money and it makes sense to me. Eventually, yes. But I mean, but even in the box out, office, it, it still made, it made us money back. It did. Uh, however, barely. They, yeah, they were. Can I tell yeah. you a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, opening weekend, they didn't even hit a million dollars. Mm. That's bad marketing, though. Mm. Yeah, that's bad marketing. Some of some people blame it on the name because not everybody could say Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. and a lot of movies it make money by name. word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk uh, about the name more. Mm-hmm. I got I got some fun facts mm-hmm. on that shit. Yeah, it opened at Cinerama over there on Sunset, and Frank Darabont and one of the producers went to opening night. Nobody was there. Fucking ghost. They straight down. up begged a couple of girls to Random come in and watch and the just... movie. For free. And they're like, we'll throw in some popcorn. Well, they said, like, if you don't like it, we will give you your money back. (laughs) But it's like, but it's free. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we'll pay you. I'll come back and I'll be like, here's my money because I feel like I should have paid you for this experience that I just went through. (laughs) And this being, you know, rated like one of the greatest movies of all time now. Mm -hmm. It is. interesting that it was just a straight up flop. Yeah. And we'll talk more about how it became a bigger movie. So, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Uh-huh. Critics. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. 90%. 90%. Yeah, there. Okay. No. <laughs> Dick writing. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Audience, 98%. There you go. Zenobia, 100%. Because there's Bam. not a part about this fucking movie that I don't love. The casting was spot on. The set and the prison was fucking spot on. Mm-hmm. And you get transported into a whole nother world that you are sad that you're there because you're at people's like lowest part of their lives but the journey you go on in this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. is timeless and i feel like a lot of movies after this tried to do this kind of style and mm-hmm. it just didn't work so yeah. i give it honey they didn't have roger deakins yes <laughs> exactly yeah this this movie is a movie that uh every film class studies now absolutely as like what to follow and we're going to get into that for sure. We're going to have a little tech corner on this one. All right. So get your jailbreak cocktail close. Oh, is it time? Because it's time for the motherfucking drinking game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm really digging this froth that's on It's top. really good. How did you get that? A lot is of shit. Is there egg in here? There's no egg in there. <laughs> the last time we did a Frank Darabont movie, there was egg, and it was, and it didn't work out so well. I have to say that, that I was worried because that was like our worst drink we've ever had. It was, um, but this one is up there. This, this one's, one's good. good. So, motherfucking drinking game. What I have to say is that this movie is kind of difficult to make a drinking game to. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that, so it took me a minute to get this one down. Okay. So if if it's not up to my 
normal standards. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not your normal drinking game type of movie. Yeah. It's a long-ass movie, though, so get ready. So you're going to take one simp when Red gets something for someone. I'm known to locate certain things from time to time. So if he, you know, he's a man that can... I don't think Robin likes that one. Damn, Robin. (laughs) You don't like Red? Elisa's in the motherfucking building. (laughs) (laughs) Elisa, you're just in time for the drinking game. Oh, fun. And it's good. (laughs) Everyone, this is Elisa. Elisa. Alex is... Hello, everyone. Alex is Elisa. And uh, we're talking about Shawshank Redemption today. Mm, Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. Did we mention... That she's a hell of an actress. I know she came in. <laughs> she's like, straight. I'm ready. Yeah, she didn't miss a beat. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Mine too. That's why I picked it. Nice choice. How do you oh. think about the drink? Mm, it's lovely. I love the rosemary. Right. Mm-hmm. I made. Ro- Is that the, the garden outside? Or oh, I forgot to say this rosemary came from my mom's garden How in the back. Yeah, she's got more time to water her plants than I have lately. She- <laughs> She's on vacation and I was watering her plants and I was like, is there rosemary back here? <laughs> my my garden's looking a little sad lately. I'm sorry. Okay, so you guys ready? Yes, yes, we're ready. Hit me with the drinking game. Okay, now that I refilled mine because that was good. I drank that quick. It is really good. So, okay. you're going to take one sample and Red gets something for somebody. So, you know... He's the man who uh, is known to locate things from time to time. From time to time, you know. So you're going to take a sample on that. Uh-huh. You're also going to take a sample when <laughs> they show or mention rocks. He's rock hound. Quartz. Some mica. Shale. Limestone. So? So I'm a rock hound. At least I was in my old life. I'd like to be again on a limited basis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like when Haywood finds a rock. I think it's the funniest fucking show. <laughs> that ain't soapstone. You're going to have a drinking game with the Shawshank Redemption. I know. It's what? a little weird for this type of movie, <laughs> yeah. but it's what we do. Yeah. If I, didn't... I, I, know, I know you're filmmakers. You're like, you know your theory. You mm-hmm. know? So it's... you're having fun, too. <laughs> I feel like if I didn't have the drinking game, it would be weird. Yeah. It counts if it. it's a horse apple, right? Because <laughs> Homeboy straight you know up what? finds... Petrified horse shit and thinks it's he's a rock. Like, look at that. Look at that. He's all brushing it off. <laughs> Smelling he's it. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> horse apple. What's that mean? Petrified shit. <laughs> yeah, so you, I'll take a sip on the petrified shit, too. <laughs> so you're going to take a sip when Andy does somebody's taxes. The following April, Andy did tax returns for half the guards at Shawshank year after that he did them all including the wardens nice so when you see andy do Mm -hmm. someone taxes you take a sample Mm -hmm. yeah that's tax deductible so you can write that off write that off he's like i had to to buy the holster too oh yeah you can write that off okay so you're gonna take a sample when brooks says books nice you like books book no books book Book. Book. Dufresne. Is your book? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was telling them this was a hard uh, drinking game to come up with. It's not something that they do. They don't do a lot of like one thing over and over. Repetition, Most movies yeah, have yeah. something like that that I can like pick on. Right. But this one was quite hard. I got so. something in mind and I'm wondering if you covered it yet. Okay. So we'll see by the end. Okay. So you're going to take a simp 
when Red uh, goes for a parole hearing. Nice. All right? He does that about three times. Mm-hmm. Rehabilitated. It's just a bullshit word. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because to tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. So each one of those, you're going to take a simp. I got a fun fact on that. Just fill out your form and stop wasting my time, Sonny. (laughs) Truth is, I don't give a shit. (laughs) You're going to take a simp when someone gets hit. Ooh, okay. Damn. So okay. that one, that one I, I picked because like, it was going to pick up our drinking. Like 10 okay. minutes in, I'm drunk. You're talking about Captain Hadley now. Yeah, I'm talking about him. You eat when we say you eat. I'm talking about you the sisters. You sleep when we say you sleep and you shit when we say you shit. Yeah. Dude. I'm, talk- I'm talking about everybody. Oh, the sisters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you going to take a simp when Norton quotes a scripture or says God. But mm. you trust in the Lord. Your ass belongs to me. Welcome to Shawshank. Your ass belongs to me. me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to take a simp when the poster changes in Andy's cell. Oh, okay. Okay, so keep an eye out for that Mm -hmm. one. So you're going to take a simp when someone dies. Mm. There's about three deaths in this movie. That's a sad simp. Four deaths in this movie. Yeah. So you take a simp. Those are sad simps. Yeah. Okay, so you gonna take a simp when Norton does something dirty. Mm. So when he takes his bribe or he sh- accepts the shitty uh, apple pie, apple pie, or he throws Andy in the holes, uh-huh. all those shitty things he does. Solitary a month. You take a simp. I got you. Okay, so you gonna finish your drink when Andy gets off the bus. So when he first comes to Shawshank, you're going to take a sip. Okay. Or you're going to finish your drink. And yeah. that's about 10 minutes into yep. the movie. So. All right, Red, who's your horse? Get ready for that. That tall mm-hmm. drink of water with the silver spoon up his ass. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have picked him right off the bat. but Out of the lineup? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I definitely Quiet would've picked, ones are the ones you got to watch out for. I would have picked the fat ass because he was <laughs> crying <laughs> getting off the bus pretty much. Haywood like, picks oh. him out. The, the, the tubby fat ass the over fat there. fat ass over there. So, you're going to finish your drink when Andy plays the record. Ooh. So, when he's laying back, he turns it up and he's just. I have no idea what those French women were singing. Nope. Andy? I have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. Just to see everybody just stop what they're doing and they're just looking at a speaker like they haven't heard music in fucking forever it's Mm -hmm. just just, they haven't so you sit there and you take your (sighs) sip of your jailbreak Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I like when Haywood is listening to the record he's like he's he's grooving to it Mm -hmm. we've talked about him we've talked about a couple people in this movie actually Mm -hmm. you gonna finish your drink when Andy is free so when he climbs out of that fucking shithole tunnel and he rips his shirt open in the rain, you finish that fucking drink. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. He came out clean on clean. the other side. Mm-hmm. And if you really feeling it like I would, also finish your drink when 
Andy Say what to nail. Say what to nail. <laughs> is said. So. <laughs> oh, that could be one. Every time Zay Watanao is said, you take a sample too. Okay. You got one? Uh, yeah, I got one. Uh, you did mention the one that I was thinking, though. What? And that was uh, every time that somebody gets hit. Mm. Because uh, that's like one thing that happens Cap- constantly. Captain Hadley puts his hands on some people. Instantly. And his nightstick. Killed the fool, like yeah, right off the bat. motherfucker. I hear so much as a mouse fart in here. <laughs> you will all visit the infirmary, I swear before God. That fucking guy. I don't belong in here. Oh, you I don't feel, understand. You're breaking my heart right now. I feel so bad for him. I know. Oh. But you keep that shit inside. Okay. Like a fart. Just keep it inside. When you're not to they mention farts a lot in this movie because farts relieve tension in your body like even and in situations. It's funny. Judge Norton mentions it too. He's like, "It's a miracle." Man up and vanish like a, a fart, fart in, in the, the wind. wind. That's true. That's true. That's true. Hmm. But that's not my drink. That's not my uh, contribution to the drink game. So okay. I would say uh, take a simp every time that the sisters try to get at Andy. Get at that, that booty. I was mm-hmm. going to say that. He said, anyone get at you yet? Mm-hmm. Hmm? <laughs> I could be a friend I could you. be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, creepy uh, ass yep. Mark Ralston. He's like, ooh, I like it. <laughs> Hard to get. Hard to get. It's yeah. just, like, <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so cool. Just dunks his head in the oh, water. Man. Do you guys have anything to add? Any, any uh, rules to the drinking game? Uh, I think I got what every time. I don't know if this qualifies, but every time Andy outsmarts somebody. Ooh, I do mm. like that. Hell yeah, that counts. Yeah. Because he outsmarts yeah. a lot of. Yeah, mo- yeah. Damn near everybody. Damn everybody. Near no, not damn near. Everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, that is the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. game. Yes. I haven't sang with you in a while. Thank you. <laughs> I love when you add, add my backup singing. Mm-hmm. So, can I give you guys a little fun fact before we jump into this? You know. Hit me with your fun fact. I'm going to hit you with my fun fact. <laughs> if you did not know that this story was written by Stephen King. Yes, it was. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was published. Elisa in the front row. <laughs> yes. You. This has now become a game show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stump you. The I'm going to stump you, though. I got some facts in there. Uh-huh. Okay. So Stephen King published this novella called... Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 1982. And in, it's in the book, uh, The Different Seasons. Mm-hmm. So it was a book okay. full of uh, short stories that he wrote. Interesting. And this is the one that stuck. So a few things about this movie or this book, right? Let's I'm see. very curious to see what you say right now. The thing about this movie is that like, this was a short story. So unlike most books that are turned into movies, they really didn't have to cut anything. Mm-hmm. They pretty much added everything. Mm-hmm. The bows of the story is there, you know, Andy gets framed for, you know, Moida. murder. He goes to prison. He's there. He meets, you know, these people and nothing really changes except slight things. But they add the death of the characters into it more than the book did. I got gotcha. you. Obviously. Like, for one thing, Andy in the book is 
known to be shorter and mousy, which would make sense why Red would pick him to cry, right? Instead of fucking tall, tall ass, fucking what's his name? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. I've talked to him, and it's like yeah, (laughs) he's the tallest man in every scene. So I mean, that makes more sense because they uh, they wanted Tom Cruise for this role. Mm. Which would make sense. Yes, he, he's shorter and mousy, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have been an action movie. That was at, <laughs> that was after Top Gun. So that was well. It was also after Frank Darabont uh, wrote the screenplay. Yeah, so I wouldn't have picked Tom Cruise, but no. so but you know that's yeah. how the <laughs> that's how the Andy is. They wanted to buy it from Frank Darabont after he wrote it. I believe they offered him like. Four mil, or was it like two point five? Two point five. Two point five million dollars for the script. Uh-huh. They wanted to use Tom Cruise and somebody else. Somebody else, yeah. And he was just like, no. Yeah, Frank didn't. <laughs> but he thought about it. He, he didn't think about it, he, but he he thought about selling it. That's two point five million, dude. And this is before Frank Darabont was Frank Darabont. We didn't know mm-hmm. who this fool was. Yeah, but he gambled on himself. He kept it. Mm, it wasn't willing to sell mm-hmm. his soul for so cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Scientology. Uh-huh. Well, okay. So a cool <laughs> fact about how this movie got started was Stephen King has this thing called the Dollars Baby uh, Club or whatever. Oh. I feel like we talked about this uh, either in The Shining or The Mist. Or the, was Shining was, the Shining was a lost episode, so I can't remember if we did speak about it. But the Dollar Baby Club is where Stephen King licenses his short stories to up-and-covering writers and directors for a dollar. So if you are a big studio, you're going to have to pay real money. But if it's like us and we find one a story, he only charges us a dollar. That's awesome. So for this movie, Frank, when he bought the rights to this movie, was a nobody. So he got it for a dollar. And he rewrote it into this masterpiece that we love today. And... Stephen King also said that this is his, one of his favorite takes on his stories mm-hmm. and turned into a movie. So when he made the movie, Frank sent Stephen King a $5,000 check for the rights to the story. So like years later, Stephen King sends the check back to him uncashed and it's framed and it has a note attached to it that says... In case you ever need bail money, love Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I believe it hangs in Frank's like office. That's dope. So, I mean, Stephen King doesn't need money. He's fucking the greatest writer of our time. And mm-hmm. he doesn't need... He $5,000. Don't need, he $5,000. He wipes his ass with that. So Yeah, there was some like there was some gray areas in that situation. Like I heard $1,000, then I heard $5,000. But ultimately... You know, I heard a Steve never cashed the check and he framed it and sent it back to him. I heard it too, mm-hmm. but a thousand dollars seems pretty fucking wimpy ass shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, five thousand still sounds pretty wimpy in like yeah. the scheme of things, but but this is a short story, yeah, that you're purchasing. It's that's not true. a novel, that's true. To he didn't have to do shit, he gave him a dollar, and that's all yeah. he needed to do, yeah, just a point, point of sale, yeah. So, yeah, there's differences between the movie and you know, different characters but mm-hmm. we can go through that later like as we go along but uh i just want to kind of give you the basis of how this movie got started how the story got started mm-hmm. so we like you said we've already talked about frank we're gonna talk about him some more yeah we talked Especially about him in our movie missed episode which is also a stephen king book mm-hmm. so frank darabont uh he started in the art department he was a set dresser like i am doing right now that makes me very happy to hear. 
and learn. Uh, and I believe this was his first movie, if I'm not mistaken. And he was very adamant about how he was making it. He did ruffle some feathers in the process because he kept fighting for more and more takes on this movie. Morgan Freeman didn't like that too much. Morgan Freeman injured himself on this movie. He sure did? Oh, wow. Not uh, doing any stunts or anything, but because Frank wanted so many takes of the scene where Red is playing catch in the yard. Uh, All he's doing is throwing a baseball and he threw out his damn arm. Damn. But he did it for nine hours. Yeah. You do anything for nine hours, you're going to fucking throw something out. Uh huh. Yeah, so. Exactly. He did it so bad that the next day he showed up on set with a sling on. Ain't that a bitch? What a sling on. Mm -hmm. How dare you do that Mm -hmm. to God? What is wrong with them? I mean, he's as adamant about this as, uh, what's his name? The Shining. Oh, Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. I don't know. Kubrick is like obsessive, though. He's obsessive. Mm -hmm. He does it like 42 takes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything 42 times. Like the scene where uh, they're on top of the roof and they're tarring the roof. Mm -hmm. They're actually tarring the roof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because tar apparently drives fast. Mm -hmm. And so they kept having to do it again and again for continuity reasons. For one. Yeah, you could tell they're really tarring. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, so. Because then mops look. Thick. And after they did that, the last thing they did that day was the beer scene. So mm-hmm. they, they earned them beers. They earned them beers. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I don't like Budweiser because <laughs> that is what they were drinking. They were drinking Bud. They are. And, and they just I, changed the label. It, no, it said Budweiser on there. Did it? No, it's no, said, it's uh, uh, Bohemian Bohemian Suds. Some suds. Yeah, Bohemian yeah. Suds. They even comment on it. What yeah. the fuck is Bohemian Suds? I thought that's what we might some end up drinking. I thought you were going to surprise us today. I never even heard of it. I thought it's it was some straight. Bohemian Suds, y'all. Just kidding. It's Budweiser. Can <laughs> <laughs> you take the label off? <laughs> it's the champagne of bears. But I did hear that uh, that scene they did so many times. And the one that uh, Frank finally decided to stop on was because he saw uh, one of the grips get so emotional from the scene that he actually, like, Shed a couple tears. He's like, all right, that's our take. We can move on. Mm. Like, that's all I had to fucking do? Yeah, right? He's got to move ago. the filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> four hours ago. Frank said something that I love to hear. Uh, he Cut. <laughs> no, I would, I would love he I would love to hear him say you're hired, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. So he watched Goodfellas that came out in nineteen ninety every Sunday while filming this movie. Mm. And it inspired him to use the voiceover for the narrative and the, sh- the showing a passing of ch- time. Mm. So I love that. I think that that's cool. I don't know. Do you have, do, is anyone else like that? I have, I guess I'm not like that anymore. But when I was younger, I would have Sunday movies, which if I loved that movie on Sunday, that's mm-hmm. the day I would play it all the time. Rent was one of these, Alice in Wonderland, Goodfellas, Casino, um, Godfather, Gone with the Wind, like really long, drawn out, like I mean, I love those movies. days. Um, Ashley can't sit her ass still, though, on I the know. weekends. I know. And so we don't really stay home and watch movies. This is what I'm going to do. Skidding, gonna... babe. I love you. How's that drink tasting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get her high, and then she won't be able to get up. That's yeah. it. That's how you do it. Goddamn. You'll be surprised with how high I'm going to get you. Indica. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, I got you. In the couch. That's what it stands for, girl. 
Get ready for it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I like to hear that because Goodfellas was one of my like Sunday movies. Mm-hmm. So like sit and chill. That sounds great, and especially if you're like looking for something to inspire you to make. I had some defaults back in the day. What's yours? Uh, one of them, especially on the cold days, the Santa Claus. With Tim, Tim Allen? Tim Allen, yo. <laughs> He's all surprised. Tim Home Allen? improvement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that show was great. <laughs> so somebody that we really need to talk about on this episode is Mr. Roger Deakins. Okay. He is our cinematographer. Oh, okay. Our director of photography. Obviously, I have no fun facts. You don't know who Roger Deakins is? I mean... I'm just going to throw him out there for you. Do you know who he is? Mm -mm. See, no, then I know. (laughs) He made me feel like... You should. He is the standard of cinematography. Mm. Snowfall, Fargo, No Country for Old Men, Mm. Blade Runner. Mm. I could keep going. Keep Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Oh, he's so he did both of them. Uh, Sicario. You know, he's just, he is at the forefront of cinematography. Okay. Those and that's why styles. this movie yeah, yeah, looks the way style, that it does. No, it's a great, a great shot. It does have a beautiful yeah. look. aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. It has that desaturated look for good reason. Mm. Because when they're in the prison, everything is dark and gloomy and desaturated. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's a prison, bitch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that the only time when you start seeing colors is when good things happen. Like mm. you see the sun on everybody's back and on their faces when they're having those beers. Yeah. But when they're pushing those mops, they're in the same location, but it's desaturated. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, the thing about Roger Deakins is he does not move the camera unless it's for a reason. Okay. So if you notice, he wants to, the camera plays a very important role in this movie. And like, let's say the scene where Tubby Fatass is getting his ass beat. Mm. Camera's not moving. Yeah, the reason why is because you feel stuck in your seat as well. You're yeah. scared. You're witnessing this shit happen. Yeah. And when you're in that state, you don't move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did He wants to make something. you feel small. I did mm. notice that there's a lot of shots through things, like windows uh-huh. and bars and doorways. Absolutely. Like you're trapped. And a prison Makes lends itself that to that. Yeah, All there absolutely. is is doorways mm-hmm. and doors. Absolutely. And- mm-hmm. uh, so he is a master of the camera. He's a master of color, of movement, of rhythm, of contrast. Like something that a lot of uh, film classes teach they use the ending of this movie as an example mm-hmm. because if you notice when tim robbins escapes that's essentially the climax of the movie mm-hmm. but it's not really a climactic situation he gets out it's not like he's fighting through things like he is going through that river of shit <laughs> but the reason why it's raised up the way it is is because of the contrast of light yeah. Because of the that thunder and, thunder and that lightning and the, rain and, rain and, the, and the upper the shot. The yeah. So yeah. Roger Deakins chose polar opposites. You have extreme light and you have extreme dark. And that's why it's so... Uh, it's very memorable. It's much more climactic. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Because then when you see red out it mm-hmm. is more colorful especially when he's like on the beach or he's yeah the grocery to, store the grocery yeah, store under the tree and you'll notice when brooks and when uh red are at the grocery store working 
it's still desaturated because it's still a sad system. situation. The They're still stuck in yeah. that. They're but the second that Red and Andy are on their way to Mexico, bright colors, mm. red cars. Yeah. They're both leaving in hot red cars. Red is in the back of that truck. Andy is in a 69 Pontiac GTO, which I should tell you. So that Pontiac is four years after. Ooh. It's a 69, and the setting is uh, in 1965. Ooh. So what happened was they wanted a 1965 Mustang, and the owner of the Mustang pulled out at the last minute. So they had to go with that GTO. You'll notice that his camera moves, like I was saying, only when it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So like he'll start frame or a new scene, and the camera's not moving. Mm -hmm. It's showing a certain perspective. And then like when uh, Hadley is entering the uh, block, the cell block, it's not till he starts moving to the right out of frame that the camera starts showing the entire frame as well. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that's what Roger Deakins does that very few people do as good. Mm-hmm. So the ending of this story is different than the ending of the book. The book mm-hmm. read, it's all told by through Red's eyes. So mm-hmm. we only know what Red knows. So Red doesn't really know what happens once he gets out mm. and they don't ever reconnect uh-huh. in this short story. Oh, in the book. Yes. Yeah. So when the studio saw this, they were like the one thing that the studio did want, you know, put their influence on was like, you owe the audience them reuniting. Like mm-hmm. you owe them that embrace, that moment where you're like, you guys both made it. You did it. You're there. Mm-hmm. And like, not just like, okay, Andy's just gone and read, it's working at the grocery store. Like, you know, like we can't end it like that. That's a sad ass ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Stephen King is not known for having happy endings. So um, I'm not maybe sure. hit on him, but I think that was a great choice to do in the movie. Does that mean that Red in the book doesn't actually end up in Brooks's apartment? Because that's one of my favorite things is when he carves his name up there with Brooks's and he's... Uh, narrating at the same time and he's saying get busy living or get busy dying that's goddamn right and he walks out the door and gets busy living they said that Brooks in the book um, he's not in it much and that like his part in it is like you know to a handful of pages and the bird is not his and it's given to another inmate who's only in there for eight years and when he gets out he leaves and the bird is found dead in the prison because it couldn't take care of himself because this prisoner had taken care of That's him fucked up. the whole time. Yeah. So it's supposed to symbolize um, inmates when they get out, they're not able to handle. Sure. That's a great metaphor. Jailbird. Right. Yeah. So Jailbird. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's what that is in the book. So the movie is different. And I do think that. The death of him does the same as what the bird would do, but gives you more of a feeling because you're like, this old man, yeah, and like having him hold a friend hostage, like, I'm going to kill him cause, just because he doesn't want to mm-hmm. go, he doesn't want to leave. It's the only it's the only way they let me stay. He doesn't want to leave. No. It's just like... Um, it's institutionalized. It's like on Life with... Uh, Eddie Murphy. What was, what was the, what was the Eddie name? Eddie Murphy. 
No, the the character, the one Eddie I Murphy. The, <laughs> <laughs> Martin. Fuck you, bitches. The, 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 the gay one, the one Bernie Mac's girlfriend. Oh, he, um, he's like, wasn't that Anthony Mackie? No. 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 And he's like, look, what's wrong with you, boy? Put a smile on your face. You're getting out of here. And he's like, I can't go home to my mom like this. Yeah. You know? To the point that he committed suicide, yeah. Yeah. basically, just so that he didn't have to do it. It happens. It All just happens. It's driving yeah. me crazy right now. What is his name? Yeah. I don't want his real name. I don't. No, know. I'm talking about his character's name, too. IMDb? Yeah, I don't want to have to do that, though, because somebody's yelling at us on... Uh, right. You know, yeah, you on right the now. interwebs. Tell you us the name. Are, don't you don't have to tell us the name because we the fucking comment. already did that show, that episode. <laughs> we did do that movie so already. If and don't wanna, laugh either because it ain't funny. Because it ain't funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't laugh neither. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a little bit on that. You want to hear a fun facts? Sure. So I guess maybe my math is wrong. If it's not, then. I assume that it was like 1966 by the time Andy escaped. 65. 65. And he stole $370,000 from the Mm -hmm. warning, right? Mm -hmm. But if you translate that in today's money, that's $2.9 million. Yes. (laughs) Good for him. Right? Dude. You can live off of that in 1965. I can live off of that... In nineteen in Mexico ninety five in Sayuatanejo, you can afford a in the Philippines, bro. And a, well, I mean, this is where he went. You can't uh, live off of that. In he went for a boat. He went for a hotel, and he wanted to restore the boat and take his guests out sailing. Yes, that's it. That's all, all he wanted. wanted. That's it. That's all he wanted. He's like, I don't think that's too and much his wife to, ask. to be faithful. I'm just saying, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> right, bitch. <laughs> Right, bitch. Can I give you a fun fact before we move on? So, the name of the movie, uh. it was cut short from Rita Hayward and Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. because it wouldn't fit on a marquee. Yep. Mm. Um, Morgan Freeman is upset that it's not like this, but I also see why it is cut, not just because it won't fit on a marquee, but Frank said that once this movie got out there, people were sitting in actors actresses and models to play rita hayward mm. proving that they didn't read the fucking story and find out that a bitch ain't even in it okay terrible so i think that is why he changed the name and it makes As sense because should. if it was rita hayward you would be expecting her you expecting someone to play her or yeah. her part to pay play a way bigger role than it does very minor yeah all mm. oh, they they took stock footage in the first place and yeah. Red loves yeah. when he, she does that shit with her hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here she comes. This is the part I really like is when she does that shit with her hair. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen it three times this month. Uh, Gilda, are you decent? Me? Oh, oh, me? <laughs> that is a great shot. Yeah. Though. And so I understand why you would change the name. Yeah. Because. I agree. Bitches be stupid trying to audition for something that's not even... You didn't I even mean, it's read not even it. them. It's probably the agents. The agents and managers just forcing actresses down the casting mm-hmm. director and the director's throats. Like, hey, you're making Rita Hayworth uh, and the Shawshank Redemption? I got your Rita Hayworth. But this story is less... It's like... Less, it's got nothing to do with it's it. It's like 125 pages. You can't read 125 pages in a day? Fuck no. Two they, days? They barely read the title, dude. <sighs> Whatever. Barely. You will be hard-pressed <laughs> to find... Uh, somebody that's going to actually... You know who reads them? The assistants. Well, you know what? 
That's why they changed the name because some old ass bitch was going in there thinking she was watching a Rhea Hayward story. <laughs> and it was like, who are these, this black man and white guy in prison? Like, where is she? Is that her dad? Like, mm-hmm. no one gives a. Oh, you know what I forgot? You know how everything is like sh- shot with drones nowadays? Mm-hmm. They didn't have drones back then, but they got a hell of a shot of the entire prison. And I'm assuming that it was a helicopter shot. Because they start from the very front. They watch everybody moving uh, mm-hmm. across the yard and through everything. And then they come down. And this is when we have our first introduction to Andy getting yeah. off the bus. Mm-hmm. You get their first introduction you know I mean? to the prison. like cause you Big ups to whoever operated the camera on that as well as the pilot. Mm-hmm. It's a great fucking shot. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you know where this was filmed? In Ohio. Yes. I was just I was I was setting it up for you, but you 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 swung and you missed. Ohio, <laughs> the Ohio State Reformatory. Oh oh okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you knew. Do you want? I was gonna save that fun fact, but you want to know? Yeah, we do now. So the Ohio State Reformatory has tours. No shit. Wow. So next time you're in Ohio, bitch, you can go and get your Shawshank on. So. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm taking a tour in Ohio, I may just go to the uh, rock and roll. No, what's that house? The Christmas Story house. Matias's house. Not ma- <laughs> See, I knew Ashley was awake. Wait, the, the, you can go to the Christmas Story house. Yeah. Did they film Wait. inside the Christmas Story house? No, it's now a museum. Oh, okay. Well, then hit that one, and then you swing on by over to the Shawshank one, and you can go and see parts of the sets that are still there because they had to remodel a lot of the outside of the prison because the prison was from, like, the late 1800s, and then they closed it down in, like, the 80s, I want to say. You can go to this place. Uh-huh. You can have all the history about the the prison that they before the movie came and the history of the set coming and actually decorating or decorating remodeling it and you can take um self-guided tours or guided tours for 15 dollars a head yo so alex is so quiet over here i feel like you're just soaking it all in like oh yeah man. i didn't know that shit yeah i'm like fuck dude i didn't know all this shit it's great (laughs) he was like i have to look up fun facts i was like no no." next time somebody education next time alex is at the theater and somebody brings up their favorite movie shawshank i'm like bitch let me tell you some shit Uh, let me tell you what i know let me tell you what i know what i heard i I heard you had the boo yeah (laughs) (laughs) all i want to do is make you sound cooler when you're talking to people, mm-hmm. absolutely, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. hmm. did, did you, you know? know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's right. on. well, can we dive into this cast? Head first. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, uh, who who do we want to talk about first? I guess we can start with Mr. Tom Clancy, Captain Hadley, Hadley, Hadley. Hadley. The screwiest mm-hmm. screw that ever walked the fucking mm-hmm. Shawshank cell block. He's just mean. Dude, he's mean as fuck. We see him, he's calling them fucking maggots or whatever. And then the next thing we know, he's the in there mm-hmm. beating someone to death. If I hear so much as a mouse fart in here the rest of the night, I swear by God and Sonny Jesus, you will all visit the infirmary. Every last motherfucker in here. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Killed somebody just because he was crying. It's his first day. 
first day. Mm-hmm. You should be able to cry in prison. Woo! Oh. Found it. There's that glass I was looking for. You want me to refill it? Yeah, that's why. That's why I was doing that because I wanted you to know it was empty. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. I got you. <laughs> while while you're doing that, I will say that he has played a few different bad guys. Well, not just a few bad guys, but a few guards that are uh, mm-hmm. higher in the rankings. So uh, he's got that guard. Look. You might recognize him also from the Hurricane. Oh, that's right. He's the oh. one that's talking to Denzel, and he's the one that convinces Denzel to actually get out of uh, the hole. Because he's like, you can send me right back in there. I'm not wearing those fucking stripes. I'm not wearing a prison-issued uniform because I am not a guilty man. And he's like, what if I can get you some uh, pajamas from the infirmary? Oh, you're right. You're so right. That's him. What color are they? They're white. They got stripes? No stripes. No stripes. He's a better guard on that one than he is in this one. Yeah. This one, he is the guard you don't want to fuck with. Mm Mm-hmm. But you want to have him on your side because, I mean, Andy gets him on his side when he has to, you know, get the sisters off his ass. I think Ashley's drunk. Hmm? Did you finish that drink? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Uh My dude has a 283 credits. Golly, man. And you know what his most impressive one is? He's got more than fucking... Which one? His newest one. Guess what he's playing. Tell me. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. You're never going to guess. He's in a Star Wars movie. Nah, check this out. He's in SpongeBob. <laughs> you know what he plays? Mr. Krabs. Get the fuck What? Hey, He's the voice of Mr. Krabs in the new of... movie. <laughs> okay. that, is, that is impressive. No, he is the voice of Mr. Krab. Like always? always? Always. From 1999 wow. till 2019, he is Mr. Krabs. That is dope. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Krabs and the Krabby Patty. Oh, he got me. I didn't even know that. That's a good fun fact. Which, I mean, if you see Clancy Brown, he is a imposing man. He's oh, yeah. tall. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I ran into him. He's a big Peter, dude. Bro. He's a big and dude. And he's got that deep voice. Yeah. So I think they probably... Um, did something <laughs> similar to like what they did with Vin Diesel's voice in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, they, and that's how they got Mr. Krabs' yeah. voice. Or funny. maybe he could just change his fucking voice. Maybe. Some people can do it. First time I ran into him, I fanboyed out on a little bit. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, you know, I shook his hand. And, and this was at... Uh, What'd you say? Sacred Fools on Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was watching a show. This was during the Fringe Festival a few years ago. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I love your work. Especially Shawshank Redemption. And he just looked at me and he was like, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked away and I was just like. I'd be like, it seems like yesterday to me because yeah, I man, watch it all the time. I just, I just saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a long time ago for me. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dude, uh, speaking of fanboys. What the fuck did Adam J. So say to Mark Ralston when oh he met him? Oh, my God. So our mutual friend, shout out to Adam J. So. I think you're still in Oregon. Um, so I friend, wasn't here for this shit. No, no, no. Our, our, friend, uh, our, you know, our friend who was an actor, uh, we were all part of, uh, of a theater company uh, out here in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. we, were producing, uh, we were producing a play called Short Eyes by a, by a very famous New Yorkian uh, poet playwright named Miguel Pinero. And uh, one of the lead characters in the play was uh, being done by Mark Ralston, who is 
In this movie. In this movie. He's one of the fairies. He's the fairy. He's the fairy. He's yeah. Boggs, dude. He's Boggs. And um uh, but he's also he's also like the like the space uh marine in Alien mm-hmm. with Sigourney Weaver. And yeah. so he plays Private Drake. He plays Private Drake, absolutely. So then our, our mutual friend Adam J. So, you know, once we got casted and we were having our first reading. Uh, Mark showed up because I mean it was pretty. It was a pretty big deal. We were a fledgling company. We we're a really small company trying to earn our bones in the big city of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. trying to make a name for ourselves as a theater um, entity. And um, and Mark got <laughs> cast. And uh, Adam ran up to him and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" He's like, he's like, I, I I've been wanting to meet you my whole life. And he shook his hand and you know my name is Adam Jason, sir. And uh, I just want to say it's an honor. Um, I have I have an figure of yours no (laughs) shit yeah it's like i have an action figure of yours because when i was a little kid i saw alien and i saw you and i wanted to be a space marine because (laughs) of what you saw it's a great honor it's a great privilege for me to be standing in front of you sir (laughs) he's all a grown-ass man but But, hey adam jaso was about like 28 29 at the time yeah we were all very young and I, i i just remember going that's the dude from Shawshank. <laughs> I'm staying the fuck away from that guy. Yeah. Now, I'm going to open my fly. And you're going to swallow what I give you to swallow. But Short he, Eyes is a prison movie yeah. as well. But he's a sweetheart in real life. Shout oh, yeah. out to Mark Rolston. Shout out to Mark Rolston. Is that a rapist? No. He is, not a, at all. He is the nicest man. Nicest, sweetest Coolest, dude. down-to-earth person. Yeah, great. Love I learned a lot around. from him just in those six months that well, we that's great, uh, did that he seems show fucking so good in this movie yeah, like yeah the worst. He, was, he was wonderful yeah i mean he's we can person, talk about him next he's the only person that gets beat up in this movie that you're like fuck yes yeah mm-hmm. hey he does a good job in that too yeah tom hadley's sitting there waiting for him in his cell and he's like what like he don't know what's going on you know what you did mm-hmm. he's like no but when they like straight up pull his ass back in the cell, yeah. he's holding on to those bars for dear life screaming dude. Two things happened after that. Two things never happened again after that. The sisters never laid a finger on Andy again. And Boggs never walked again. Had to wheel his ass out to another fucking motherfucking mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I hear he lived the rest of his life drinking his supper through straws. Through straws. God damn. You sit here. You hear him doing his little fucking Morgan Freeman <laughs> shit. <laughs> Trying to Morgan Freeman it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just that's how I hear it uh, but uh, yeah Mark Rolston uh, is a very very talented actor he's still doing his thing right now he I don't think we've talked about him in another movie before but he has been in everything been like if he was uh, Agent Warren Russ in uh, Rush Hour 1 Rush Hour okay he is Delahunt in The Departed mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. he's in a many many uh, a movies and he's films. got a new movie coming out um, what is it called? Uh, Midway. It's coming out. I think it's being released right now. Oh, is it about out. the war? It actually yeah, comes out today. It's about yeah. He got a new movie that yeah. dropped today. Yeah. Uh, this one is the Battle of Midway. I kept seeing the trailer and I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what it was, He's and I kept calling Woody it Harrelson. I kept calling it Pearl Harbor Two. Pearl Harbor Two. <laughs> Yeah, can we do Team America? Tell me why they got Nick Jonas on the cover. Because he's going to draw. Gritting his teeth and shit. Well, he's in it. 
getting the 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah, because to be honest with you, I don't like war movies. And what? I'm being honest with you. Okay. I mean, does Forrest Gump count? No, because there's more than just war in it. But okay. I also like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Black Hawk Down. That's about about it, though. That's it. No, I'm not a big. What about like medieval war, like 300 and Troy and Gladiator? I've seen those. Yeah, I like those. Okay. I'm just not into like war. Like, what is yeah, it yeah. good for? Absolutely, Absolutely. nothing. Singing from down here with some salt. <laughs> Second again. Y'all. 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 I got a fun fact. Okay. Give me that fun fact. Um, Wait, are, who are we talking about? We're talking about Mr. Mark Rolston. We're still Mark Rolston. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, like we were saying, we met him uh, when we were doing Short Eyes. Um, he started acting at a very young age he actually trained in i want to say england mm-hmm. some part of britain he was accepted over like is he american a thousand people yeah he's american okay 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 uh he went i think it was the london theater company that he auditioned for mm, and out of like a thousand people they selected him to come over there and train with them mm-hmm. and Ever since then, man, he's just been killing it. This was probably his uh, breakout role. Well, this he, he is one of those guys that you don't know his name, but mm-hmm. you know his face and mm-hmm. his voice. Absolutely. You would probably recognize him from The Grudge. Yes. I yes. knew you would. I've never seen it personally. but Put he... it on the list. No, it's not <laughs> one of my list ones. Maybe if I run out of all scary movies, like start getting low. Yeah. But it is a good one. Okay. Uh, he's doing some uh, some uh, what's it called um, self producing these days. He was making a documentary recently uh, about uh, himself and this uh, this homeless man that was uh, living in the trail. He has like a trail behind his house where he walks his dog, and so um, that was some that was a project that he was working on recently. And I hope that he finishes it. And if he has, Mark, send me a link, man. I would love to see oh, it. Yeah. How would you feel about a documentary month? Talking about a documentary or like covering documentary? Yeah, because uh, I love documentaries. Like I love them. I really do. I do too. Uh, it would depend on the documentary. True. Because some of them don't hold water and some of them are straight up like lies in order to sway people's opinions. I agree on that. Sometimes there are good lies where you're like, well, that was still Yeah, that like, one got me, you motherfuckers. Well, like the jinx, it's kind of like lie, but not really like someone really went to jail for what they did and this kind of helped them get into it. But mm. I feel like some of them are staged. But still, we'll talk about it because I think I would have some fun doing that one. It'd okay. be different. Sure. It'd be a different kind of month for us. Okay. Last thing I'll say about Mark is uh, he is an old school type of actor. Yeah. Uh, he is very appreciative. And uh, he was one of the few people that actually uh, went out of his way to get everybody a rap gift at the end of our show. Aww. That's cute. Yeah. That is really cute. So uh, even though he plays bad guys every once in a while, he is the nicest man. I love hearing that the bitches and the dicks in movies are nice <laughs> and not really bitches and dicks. <laughs> she said bitches and dicks. <laughs> boats and hoes right here. Gotta give you my boats and hoes. Okay, let me give you a fun fact. Okay. So John Farrow, 
auditioned for this movie. No shit. Did you guess who he auditioned for? Who did he audition for? Fat ass. He's not fat enough. Well, I don't know how fat he was in 94, but... In 94, he was he, fairly fit. He was husky, right. but he was fit. It's around swingers time, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, he said that this was the worst audition he's ever done in his entire motherfucking life. Really? And it also, like, kind of encouraged him to lose weight. Because if you're getting call sheets for fat ass, mm-hmm. you're getting fat, man. This was 1994, so he had already done Rudy. And even in Rudy, oh, he's right. not he he's not fat. He's husky. It's like football. But he's, yeah, he's like a linebacker, mm-hmm. you know? And he's always been that way. Like recently, he's uh, he's gotten a little bigger. Uh, but that's because he's doing he's all got- these mo- shows about cooking. That and... When you get rich, man. Right. You can eat whatever the fuck you want, whatever the fuck you want, by yeah. whoever the fuck you want. Literally. And that dude is writing, directing, and acting, and his career is like, we should all be envious yeah, of he, that fucker. he can write his own ticket. <laughs> yeah, he can sure. do whatever the hell he wants. I am very envious of John mm-hmm. Favreau. And I like him in the Spider-Man universe. He's he's really Happy. good in that. Mm-hmm. He's really. I saw him in the the homecoming one. Yeah, and it was well, cute. That, that's that character started in uh, Iron Man one. No, I know that he, oh, okay. he was uh, Tony Stark's driver. Mm-hmm. Or well, that's how he started. But yes, basically, yes. his everything man. But yeah, and I do like that he, you know, he now that Tony Stark's gone, he still has like a nice little story plot to I'll follow. Buy you there. all the cheeseburgers you want, <laughs> dude. It breaks my heart. <laughs> Speaking of people dying. Uh, William Sadler does not die in this movie. Oh, However, I thought you were going to say that he died. I was like, No, he did not. Oh, what the fuck? No. I he, would be devastated because he is. He plays death in, in Bill and Ted's bogus oh, journey. <laughs> that's right. You, we have already talked about him. Did we? When? Oh, in, in the, the mist. mist. <laughs> we that's talked right. about him in the mist. Well, I'm going to say it anyway because it's on my brain. You will challenge me. But if you lose. You will remain here in the afterlife forever. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is that, like, now death. that I look We're at We're talking his, about death. <laughs> now that I look at his face, uh-huh. motherfucker, you're right. He's death. Yeah, he's he's death. death. Look at those eyes. How come How come it takes me forever to... Because he was painted... He, he did white face and shaved <laughs> his head. <laughs> he did white face. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The white man did white face. It's all good. But Which, yeah, we talked about him in the movie. That, that is not butts. appropriation. Mm-hmm. I work out all the time, <laughs> and reaping burns calories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we did talk about him in the mist. He is kind of like the same character. I feel like those characters are twin brothers. Mm, I like his impediments in this movie. Like he's got that stutter and that stammer yeah. mm-hmm. and everything like that. You know, he is kind of a dick because he does get fat ass killed though. Mm. I mean, he. But he didn't know. He didn't do it. That's not intentional. I don't think like he would have never. Fat ass got fat ass killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Talking about his mama. I want my mama. I want my mother. I had your mother. She wasn't that great. (laughs) So fucked up, dude. Those cat calls. Hey man, they try to get somebody to break. They ain't got nothing else to do. Almost bad. Fresh fish. Fresh Fresh fish. fish. Fresh fish. Dude. Yeah, his character is uh, great. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see him get out, but he's... No, nah, he doesn't get out. I like how he's like, uh, what's he say? Line him up. I want all my smokes right here. Like then a... Homeboy hands it to him. He's like, here, how does my ass taste? 
Because you know that's how they get him in. Yeah. No, I like the uh, where he's there. He's trying to read the books. He's like Count of Monte Chris Crisco. Count of Monte Crisco. That's Cristo, you dumb shit. By Alexandre Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. Dumbass. What it says. <laughs> Dumas. Yeah, so. You ever read that? Yes. You'll like it. It's about oh. a prison break. I thought you were asking me. Red's like, we ought to file that on the educational too. I have Fuck read yeah. that book. Uh, they made me read it in high school. I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, I did the play. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> we got our bases fucking covered out of the three. But yeah. Between the three of us, we got the perfect score. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that most uh, prison movies uh-huh. talk about that book. Because they also talk about yeah, it do. in. Yeah, now I can't remember. What's the one with Brad Pitt? Uh-huh. When he was like a little kid. When he was a little kid. <laughs> Him and his homies go to jail. Benjamin Button. And they all get out and they. Uh, sleepers. 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 They talk You're welcome, with, people. I had you. it. Thank you. He did. He did. I would have had Monique's it. Monique's gonna be like, oh, "You bitch. You better remember sleepers. 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 I do sleepers. remember." And Jason said, "If I didn't Thank remember, thank you, cousin. You're still too gay to function." <laughs> I sat here and broke down the whole fucking plot. So yes, at least I re- remember it. I and would, Robert De Niro's in it too. Robert De Niro and Kevin Bacon. Uh huh. Yeah. And when they were young in in prison, mm-hmm. they talk about reading it too. Like you know, yep. Even he gets out in there. Yeah, the I book. remember that, dude. They force uh, Robert De Niro to lie on the good book. Can we put that movie on? Because that movie, mm-hmm. I no. remember. Hell no, really. I don't know. I remember watching it as a kid and was like sprung off of it. Like this movie is so dark and deep and like tripping with revenge. Can uh, I give you a fun fact before we move on? About Bob Gunton? Because that's who I was going to mention. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit about... What about Bob? What do you know about Bob? <laughs> I got her excited. <laughs> all ba- I know, baby steps to Bob. All I know is next summer, that fucking movie's on the list. <laughs> that's all I know. I love fucking... What about Bob? That's my movie. That's my movie. Okay. So... um. You're out of focus, babe. People can't see your excitement about What About Bob. What About Bob? You, what About Bob is a great movie. Great right? fucking movie. Yeah, it Smash it, you'll be a guest on that one. I fucking, I don't know what we're drinking. Maybe there's a drink called like the Goldfish. Baby Steps. Baby Steps. Yeah. Baby Sips. <laughs> Take a baby sip every time he says baby step. So, okay. So, the Warren, who is Bob Gunton, mm-hmm. right? In the book, there are a handful of different wardens. And... Him, his, this warden, is he is one of the worst ones out of them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of put all the wardens in one, which I feel like is more normal. I don't know. I've never been to prison, but I feel like wardens. You haven't? No, never. Okay. I mean, well, that's not true. I've been to Alcatraz. <laughs> that counts. That counts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I feel like they had to just put them all in one because I feel like in real life. Wardens stay on for like 10, 20 years. They, oh, yeah, they, they, do. they don't change them like yeah, so often. Especially when you have gotten a hold. You've sunk your teeth into yeah. an establishment and you know how to... Run it. And, and... If you're a corrupt person, you know how to milk it for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Which he is and he did. Yes. They just put all of the wardens into this one mm. asshole dick. Yeah. 
I will say that the warden of the actual Ohio State Reformatory is in the movie. But it wasn't open. No, no. Uh, one of the wardens that... Was like he an like old... an extra or something? Yeah. Oh, shit. Was so, he an inmate? He, he was, yeah. That's so... Okay. So when they introduce uh, the young man, what's his name? Young Elvis? Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy. So when yeah. they introduce Tommy uh, and he's on the bus, the guy sitting behind him was uh, the warden of the Ohio State Reformatory. Oh, we need to go back. <laughs> Time out. We got to go run this back real quick. But uh, Bob Gunton has a tendency of playing an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays an asshole in a lot of films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most notably, uh, Patch Adams. He's an asshole. That's right. Oh, yeah. He just has and that old rich man look face. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. When Nature Calls, yep. That's he's right. just so... He's sitting there, and Jim Carrey's like... Uh, 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 ah, my brother used to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> I paid McCain to find that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, dude, in this movie, he's fucking dark. Yeah, he is. Like, he is an evil man. Okay, in... What in the movie? Uh huh. Tommy, the 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 young man, the warden goes to Tommy and he asks him, you know, pretty much the same questions, but instead of having the dude shoot him in like fucking cold blood and murder, and sending Andy to the fucking hole for a month, he sends Tommy away and sends Andy to the hole for two weeks in order to get away long enough for okay. So, I believe the book him is probably not as evil as this guy killed an innocent kid who was only going to be in jail for like not even that long. Like he was six more months, or yeah, less yeah. than a year to go is what it was. Yeah, if he's trying here, to escape with less than a year to go is what he said. And he's sitting here trying to get his you know AA done and mm-hmm. live the his kid life. passed C plus average. Yep, I thought you'd like to know. Mm-hmm. You're like. <laughs> You don't know that he's about to get fucking shot. And that part always gets me every time when I see it. I'm like, oh, Tommy boy. Don't cross that line. Don't cross that line. Yeah. You see it coming, mm-hmm. you know, because he's technically on like free ground. Yeah. You know, and they set it up that way on purpose. Why would the warden ever call you out to the fucking courtyard to mm-hmm. talk? Set up. I smell it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's what a C average gets you, kids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stay in school. Wow. <laughs> There's nothing wrong that's... with a C average, bitch. It's passing. <laughs> it's what you do after high school. Hey, man, you know, our our previous, previous president was a C average kid. This is true. And, this is very and he, true. And he grew up to be president, children. However. <laughs> Who was his family? However. Again? Yeah. <laughs> and Heiss or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, Bob Gunton. Uh, is he still kicking it? Can I kick it? Yes, yes you can. can. <laughs> yeah, he's still around. He's still working, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, he had a TV series called Elementary come out last, uh, not even last, it was this year. Elementary, like uh, That's what it's Lucy called. Lou? Elementary. 
it's a TV series. I'm not like elementary, about. like school, but elementary, like an element, like basic shit. I'm thinking like elementary, my dear Watson. I don't that's know. what I'm saying. That's oh. what that's what it is. Lucy Liu is Watson. And some no other shit. Team. Yeah, that's wow. it. Yeah, this is exactly it. My dad I love watches this. Lucy Liu. Nice. You should watch it. It's like a crime show, a modern day. Uh, I hear she's like directing more these Sherlock. days. Yeah, he's Sherlock. She's Watson, and they do modern day. Crime Sadling. Robert Doherty sounds very familiar, and he's the creator. I'll have mm. to check it out. Yeah. We'll see what's what uh, in uh, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. Wait, that's a thing? <laughs> no. Not The Search for More Money. <laughs> um, the only person that I do know uh, that has passed away on this movie is, of course, Brooks. Brooks. Um, well, he was like a hundred when he filmed. <laughs> Use a dick. <laughs> like fine. That was, that was a dick, but he was really Not old yet. though. He was. he was not as old as you think okay. when he filmed this. Don't tell us. All right, let's guess. I'm going to say he was. He's white, so we don't know. 76. I think that you said not older, as old as we think. Just go one dollar, Drew. 76? <laughs> 77. <laughs> You went $1 in the wrong direction. 75. You don't get a second chance. <laughs> so uh, this movie came out in 1994, which means that it was filmed in 1992, 93. Uh, so he was 72. Ah. Okay. He was 72, 73 when he filmed this movie. That's pretty old, though. Fairly old. That's but he old. lived another 15 or so years. He passed away in 2009. Oh, wow. Damn. He was so 87. He new millennium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dude, Mr. James Whitmore, was nominated for two Oscars. Once in 1950, once in 1975. What are they for? Best Supporting Actor, Best Actor, in, uh, Best Lead Actor. What are these movies? The movies, if uh, you give me one moment. I'm sorry. Are. But he didn't win? He did not win. No. Give him Hell Harry. Was one of them, I believe, where he played uh, Harry S. Truman. Oh, mm. okay. That was uh, Best Actor. And then uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role was uh, Battleground. That was the 1951. I haven't seen either one of these, but I was very, very impressed with James Whitmore in this movie. Like, he's so relaxed. He's so good, especially when he's working off of Jake. Mm. It breaks my heart when he has to say goodbye to that bird. Mm-hmm. Dude. Speaking of the bird, before I forget, I'm, you're already smiling. You know what I'm about to say. Go ahead. Uh, Unless you're saying something different. Uh, I'm not saying something different. So um, everybody was worried about the bird, you know, because uh, as you know, you cannot film a movie where any harm is uh, come to animal. animals. The bird was fine. The bird was treated well. The bird was cared for everything however uh the humane society did have a problem with feeding a live maggot to the bird oh god and therefore production had to be stopped and they had a bucket of maggots and they had to wait for one of those maggots to die of natural causes and that is the maggot that is in the movie three hours three hours of waiting yeah that Which, is one expensive maggot. Here's the thing. I mean, Humane Society, you guys fucking up, man. Here's the thing. I totally understand. 
Like, I am glad that you guys are on set to make sure the bird is okay and that dogs are okay and whatever animals you guys use. I get it. But when it comes to nature eating its own prey, I have no problem with you feeding a live maggot, which are the grossest fucking things, and those should not be saved. They're gross. And they turn into flies. And who likes flies? Nobody. Okay? <laughs> Nobody likes flies. They're not good. They're not, they're not like bees that pollinate shit. They're nothing. They're just shit, shit flies. I understand you can feed a real one to a fucking bird. Yeah. I'm, I'm for that. Yeah. But everything else, I understand why you're there. Because we have, what was that fucking? What? What was, I almost said hollow notes. <laughs> but I know that's. more hollow notes. No, the, the movie about the dogs and the cats. Dogs and cats? No. <laughs> <laughs> the truth about dogs but and cats? But it was like some 80s like kid movie. And they like. Teen Wolf. Killed a bunch of cats and dogs like on set trying to like make them do things. Oh, shit. And that is why like the animal like. Oh, wow. No, society is that. there to like make sure that you're not just don't tell me what movie it is because i may like that movie you and i don't want to do. know you probably do i won't say it i don't want to know the name of the movie? I wanna, like, i'll tell you like, later like, write it down on a piece of paper <laughs> and, like, yeah don't incriminate yourself. and there was also a documentary that had these like squirrels or something like that that they said like oh they robin know, tries to kill a squirrel every morning i know she does she's not fast enough <laughs> But, like, they were, like, jumping off of a bridge or, like, a cliff or something like that to their deaths. And that was just, like, what they did. And this was, like, an old 60s or 70s, like, documentary. But really, they were, like, throwing these animals, like, off to, like, their deaths. So, I understand why you have these animal people on set because I wouldn't want that to happen. But there's just, where's the lie? Where's the lie? The bird needs to eat. Mm -hmm. If it's alive or dead, it's going to eat it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Either way, James Whitmore did a hell of a job. I think he should have been nominated for this movie. Best supporting. Best supporting. Well, I don't know. It depends well, on how much screen time he had. No, he had a lot. It doesn't matter. He, he had a fair Anne amount. Hathaway yeah, and Hathaway won when she was in five minutes. Yeah, for what? Les Mis. For Les Mis. You know, I don't like that, so I don't know how long. She, she shaved did. her head. She was literally on screen for five minutes. That's it. I've heard. Don't get me wrong. I liked her performance, but she was on screen for five minutes. Uh, like there I said, I did watch the movie. a lot of supporting actors in that movie. But I did watch her singing, and no. <laughs> I'm gonna, and I, Russell Crowe, no. No. <laughs> no. We're down to our top two actors. God, mm. come in, God. We're going to talk about Mr. Morgan Freeman. And we've already talked about Morgan Freeman. Have we talked about Morgan Freeman? Uh... We know me. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. When you're not strong, and And I'll be your friend. Yes, we did. And we talked about his fucking carry on. And I knew this was not going to be his last movie because it's fucking Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman and everything. Can I tell you who? Who the fuck were they trying to cast in this besides (laughs) Morgan Freeman? Danny Glover. (laughs) Okay, okay. So Red in the book. He is not Morgan Freeman. He's not black. He is an Irish man. An Irish man. With red hair. It's my island. Okay. <laughs> they play homage to this, you know, a nod to this in the book or in the movie when Andy asks Red, like... Name's Red. Red. Why do they call you that? Maybe it's because I'm Irish. And that's a nod to Red, the real Irish man in the book. Okay. But in this movie, I thought he was just red bone. There were some people I know that also would make more sense. 
There's black them, redheads. They could have made them a, freckles. Yeah. They could have made them red. They could have. Yeah, they did that to Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Nice. Malcolm X. So here are some of the people that they were thinking about casting for red. Okay. Gene Hackman. Mm-mm. I mean, I like him. Robert Duvall. I like him. I like him more. Paul Newman. Ooh. Robert Redford. Damn. Mm. No, because he already did um, The Castle with him and James Gandolfini. Okay. Which is a great fucking movie also. Harrison Ford. No. No. And Clint Eastwood. Maybe. maybe. Clint Eastwood also. Hard maybe. He has- a hard maybe because he probably would have played it a certain way. Yeah. And I don't know if uh, Clint he Eastwood could have. the compassion. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know if he would have uh, brought the empathy that Red requires. Mm-hmm. This is true. But when I think of Clint Eastwood in prison breaks, I think of Escape from, from Alcatraz. From Alcatraz. Uh-huh. Where he was young. Yeah. And so, I don't know. That's just mine. But the only one they're missing is Sean Connery, mm. who also did a prison break movie already. That's true. The Rock. The Rock. But I've... Isn't that Ed Harris in that? Wait, but he's... Ed Harris and Nicolas Cage. And Cage. <laughs> so... Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, you're the one that refilled my drink. You're the one who spilled your drink. It was already empty. <laughs> so somebody else that they wanted, other than these people, they other than all the white men, all these white men, they wanted someone with the voice of God. Nice. Okay. So another person that I don't know how you feel about this one. Right before we get to Morgan Freeman, they were thinking about Sidney Portier. Oh fuck yeah! Hell yeah! I kind of wish they did because that would have blew him up. I fucks with more. you. I yeah. fucks with that too. Yeah. Um, all the men that are named for red, for the most part. I can see that going. I can see that. Mm-hmm. They're all really great men, and it would have been a different spin on each of them, but I think that it would have still been good. Mm. So, yeah, they passed all of them, and they got Morgan Freeman. I love it. He I think e- they made the right choice. He didn't even know what he was reading for. He read the script, and he was like, I'll take anything. Really? Yeah, and then they were like, oh, you don't know? You're, you're reading for Red, and he's like... <gasps> This yeah. is like uh-huh. this is my shit. Like I'm reading for red. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So this put Morgan Freeman in being like one of the most amazing narrators mm-hmm. of our time. That's that's when uh, <laughs> that's that's started when... getting all that voiceover work. Yep. They were like, "Come on." I used the Morgan Freeman setting. <laughs> I wish I could have a setting that changed my voice. That would be that would be one that I'd want. Can we do all? Audible books, Morgan Freeman style. Yes. Like, can you imagine if there was a setting uh, for like OnStar yeah. or uh, Google Surrey? Maps? I want Surrey to fucking say like, Siri, hey Morgan, yes. what's the capital of such and such? Do your Morgan voice again. I I can't do a Morgan voice. Yours is better than mine. I hear you trying. I just do it the way that I remember hearing it in the movie. <laughs> I can't improvise Morgan Freeman's voice. That's, well, you, that's God. Do you want to know who might be able to? Who? In this movie, uh-huh. when you look at Morgan Freeman, young Morgan Freeman's mugshot. <gasps> that's right. His mugshot is a picture of his actual son. Yeah. Wow. So you might look at it and be like, that kind of looks like that. That kind of looks like what he probably looked like when he was young. Mm-hmm. Since we don't know what Morgan Freeman looked like when he was young because he was they born old. They didn't take old. pictures back then. There was no camera back then, man. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. They had to like, like oh, stitch it in stone and shit. That's how, that's how old Morgan Freeman is. But his son is the picture in this movie for the mugshot. <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> Morgan, I love you so much. Um, 
But his son is actually in this movie as well. Is he? He is. So when Andy gets off the bus and he's walking to Shawshank for the first time and uh-huh. you have the there's this black guy who's dead, he's like Like yeah, I remember that. That's Morgan Freeman's son. That's Morgan Freeman's oh, wow. son, huh? He's also worked with him on Seven and a couple other uh-huh. Morgan Freeman movies. But he has his own little um, career going as well. Gotcha. And I hope they do the Morgan Freeman movie so we can actually know how old this fool is and his son. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he's How many times have they faked his death? Oh, he's. I feel like he has the most fake deaths. That when he really dies, next to Tupac, nobody. Yeah, but yeah, but mm. when he really does die, no one's gonna believe it. Like I'm gonna have to check multiple sites. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, believe I it. call bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> I'm like, really? No, really? Well, we, we're we're uh, we're there. Can I give you another red? Wait, I'm not done with red. You're gonna like this. Fact. We had an agreement. So, do you want to know why red is in jail? Why is it? Because he didn't That's do true. it. They never. They well, lawyer fucked him. Yeah. <laughs> you know why Everybody's Red innocent, in don't you know that? So Red is in jail for killing his wife, uh, the neighbor's wife, and the neighbor's son, wow. by cutting his wife's brakes of her car so he can collect on the insurance money. No but he shit. did not plan on having the neighbors in the car. Mm. So he's like really fucking torn up about that. And so that's why Red is in jail. I don't wow. know. I don't know if that changes your feeling on him. So he was planning on killing his wife, yeah, and collecting the insurance money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's only something that you would know in the book. In the book, because yeah. it's not divulged in the movie. It's not. So there, yeah. there's a little fun fact on. Yeah. What do you wonder- really want to know? You want to know if I'm sorry? Well, are you? There's not a day goes by I don't feel regret. I mean, especially you killed a baby. Like, you, mm-hmm. you got to feel bad if you killed a little kid. Yeah, not because I'm in here. Not because I'm in here, because you think I should. Just think of that young man. I want to talk to him. And tell him, like, just divorce the bitch. <laughs> you don't got to kill the bitch. All right, one more on red before we move on. Red cell number is 237. No shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. And for people who don't know about these lucky numbers, 237, that is the shiny numbers of the hotel room, mm-hmm. the room that Just they stayed in, mm-hmm. which is also a Stephen King uh, nod. I feel like all last month we kind of had those Easter eggs in the yeah, movies. Yeah, there was a lot of them last month. But this one is not a scary movie in the slightest and definitely has that as a nice little nod to the shiny. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. I'm going to start putting that number in everything, even if it has nothing to do with The Shining, just because people will think. They will trip out. They'll uh-huh. trip out, yeah. They'll be like, oh my God. Bit. She knows. Yes. Okay. So, so what do we do? I have talked about Tim Robbins before, but you wasn't here. That is true. That is true. I It was on your Kevin Costner you day. You were on hiatus. Mm-hmm. From that one. That was me and Mr. Ken Rosando. Yes. Yeah, so I missed wanna... that dude. I hope I see him this weekend. So, Ken, if you're listening, yeah. I'll see you Saturday, man. I'll see you Saturday, man. I got some uh, $5 milkshakes I'm going to be making for yes. Jason's birthday. Oh, and he really wanted one, oh. too. And he was on that episode, too. Um, yeah. He was full fiction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, Tim Robbins, we talked about him on the episode where we covered Bull Durham. Yes. However, I got drunk real fast that day. They had a flight of beer, so I we had a flight. 
and some chili dogs and some homemade French fries. Ooh. It was a good episode. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it was a it was a tasty episode. Yes. So, um, Tim Robbins. This makes me wonder what um, Z for the people you have. Does it have to do with Tim Robbins? No shit it. Possibly. Damn, bitch, why didn't you tell me to look this shit up? Because I didn't think of it until just now. Don't worry, because we will definitely do Mystic River, which is one of my favorite, and that's okay. also a Clint Eastwood movie. What about Nothing to Lose? Nothing to Lose. We could do... The Player. The Player? Was, is that the one with Martin? What's the one with Martin? That's Nothing to Lose. Nothing to Lose is that one. That's right. Or that might be Nothing but Trouble. Nothing but remember. Trouble. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. So I love that one. Because... <laughs> You know what I like about that one? When they both fight over uh, who is scarier. Yeah. And they got blue behind the register. Blue from old school. Yeah, it's from like, old school. I thought you were very scary. Yeah. <laughs> you can't scare blues us. This man made me believe that if I moved, he would shoot off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he wasn't alone on... He was not, you know, the first pick for this movie. No. Like you said, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was an op- uh, an idea. But here's one that I could I would love to see. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I could totally see him do it, especially opposite of Morgan Freeman. That would be like the best movie in the world. Have mm-hmm. they worked opposite of each other? I think they have. Mm-mm. I can't think of it. That's an expensive cast. See if they would have did it back in. Mm-hmm. Then yes, but Tom Tom Hanks uh, passed to do. Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't say it the way you know I'm going to say it. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Forrest and Gump. there was another person who also oh, shit. went out for this role. Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, Mr. Dances with Wolves himself. So, Alex, if you don't know, <laughs> Zenobia has an issue with Mr. Costner. Mm-hmm. She don't like him. <laughs> That's why I wasn't on that episode. That's why she wasn't on the Bull Durham <laughs> episode. Shake your hand she don't like him. Or something. She just don't like him. <laughs> just don't like Never him. Never met hey, the man. Sometimes all you got to do is show up. To if, I me- like- if I meet him, <laughs> I will be very polite and nice because that's how my mama raised me. Before you punch him in the face. Well, I mean, he says something about my mama. Yeah, I'm going to punch, punch him in the face, face Ed. <laughs> but uh, Kevin Costner passes up to do Waterworld, which is a sucky ass movie. And which I'm happy he did that. a bad career move. I'm uh-huh. glad he did that other than this because this movie would not be on our list if Kevin Costner did. Um, Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can get behind that one. He begged to play this role of Andy. He even said that he would go for minimum wage, actor's minimum wage, to do Whoa. this fucking role. Wow. Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick. I can't see okay. that, but I'm not. I'm not against it. They also were looking at Jeff Bridges. Ooh. That I can see. Ooh, that'd be. However, like that Jeff one. Bridges is like a man's old. man. I feel, I feel like, like he's too masculine to play this part. I feel like nothing he's against too Tim old. Robbins, but he's got a face yeah. similar to um who the hell did we just say? Matthew Broderick? I feel uh, like both of them would have, you know, trouble in prison. I feel like Jeff Bridges get raped and shit in prison. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is like fucking Morgan Freeman, like he's just been old Forever. Forever. Yeah. I, I just feel like he's too old. And isn't he taller too? Well, yeah, I mean six something up there. Look at fucking Tim. That dude is fucking tall, right? Okay. Yeah, he's tall. He's a tall dude. Yeah, Tim Robbins is very tall. He's like 6'3", I want to say. Something like that. 
We also have uh, uh, Lenny's, one of Lenny's favorites, Nikki C, a.k.a. Nicolas Cage, mm. and Johnny Depp. No. Yeah, I more feel like I would pick somebody from Red's category over Andy's category to play these roles. But in the end, they got the shit right. So yeah, I am happy so on that. that. Okay. Well, I know you got uh, a Z for the people, but I would like to mention yeah. something about Tim Robbins. He is um, the artistic director and a member of the board for the Actors Gang Theater. Okay. And what this is, is uh, they teach acting classes to prison inmates. <sighs> Why didn't you tell me that? I'm this? sorry. Mine, the one it I have didn't is good strike too. my mind until right now. But they, in doing so, they have had a very high success rate of these inmates who do take these acting classes inside the prison. And they are uh, so much percentage more likely to not relapse, create, relapse and mm. go back, uh, end up back in prison. And I did see an interview with him talking about how he does work in prisons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I this didn't did know not enter my mind until just now when we were talking about it. Yeah. Damn, you're just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw this. Doc- <laughs> I saw this documentary like ten years ago. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up. You know, I'm looking these docs. Mm-hmm. Can I give you a fun fact? I mean, obviously, I if you want to... I feel like it's a sad fact, but yeah. Fun fact! This one's fun. Okay, so Tim Robbins, obviously, if you want to know some more about him, and obviously, I'm going to have to do the same thing, uh, listen to the Bull Durham <laughs> Hold of Dreams episode. Um, but do you know... That he was in Howard the Duck? Yes, I do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Did you? Do you know what was in that tunnel of shit? I do! What was it? Tell the people. And crawl to freedom through 500 yards of shit-smelling foulness I can't even imagine. Or maybe I just don't want to. It was chocolate syrup, water, and hay. Yeah. Or like sawdust. Sawdust to make it look like it's... And they said still to this day, it smells like chocolate down there. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No? You don't want chocolate? You don't like chocolate? I mean, depends. If it's white chocolate, yes. But if it's dark Ew, chocolate. you're like a very weird... We're going to make s'mores using white chocolate. Mm. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, I'm yeah. not down for that. But the, I mean, it no. makes him crawling through shit sound a lot better. If yeah. you think it's... I mean, he still puked inside the tunnel. True. But um, they, they had a scientist analyze the water that he falls into. And yes. it was still... Toxic, so toxic that uh, they said that you know you could die from consuming too much of it. He was like, you know what? Just have a hot ass shower nearby, and let's just get this done in like one take, dude. Let's just hit it and quit it. Uh huh. And he did it. So when he's feeling free, he's like, yes, stripping off all that nastiness. And they get mm-hmm. cut, and he like fucking ran into a hot and he was scrubbing the shit out of himself. Hell yeah. So yeah. Oh, and he had to chill there till they yelled. Fucking action for him to come out. Well, I'm sure I mean, they I'm made sure it like, like instantly yeah. because it was just. I'm sure everything was ready, and then they put him in that. Yeah. Water. But uh, I'm out. Are you really? Yeah. Oh my god! All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's one of my favorite movies, so I have a lot of fun facts. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Tommy, 
And I'm also out of my drink. Tommy, do you want another one? No. Okay, so Tommy had had for an audition for this movie mm-hmm. a young Brad Pitt who passed on it to do Interview with a Vampire. Good move. Um, Good move. I love Interview with a Vampire. You are a killer, Louie. But I would like to kind of see him in this. I think he would have done a good job. I think job. he would have done a great job. Um, this movie is IMDb's number one movie on, mm-hmm. rated on their website. So I am not the only one who loves this fucking movie. Nope. IMDb raves it more than fucking Rotten Tomatoes ass. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. We need Rotten Zenobia and she tells the truth. Nobody needs a rotten Zenobia. That's true. <laughs> you didn't think that one through, did you? Uh, ripe Zenobia. There you go. So this movie was Take nominated. Take a bite. <laughs> Take a bite. Mm. <laughs> so this movie was nominated for seven awards and won zero. Damn. So no damn. Oscars for this movie. The big goose egg. Um, it made the majority of its money once it was nominated for Oscars. And mm-hmm. it came back into the theater and made the $10 million yeah. in there <laughs> at That's that right. time. Um, not too many re-releases can do that. Not too many, right? So, did you know that our director made a cameo in this movie? I did not. Where's he at? Frank is the cameo. He does the close-up of Andy's hands when he's loading the revolver at the beginning while he's waiting outside his uh, his lady's dude's house. Mm-hmm. And he also does the golf pro. The golf pro. He also is the hands that is carving Andy's name into the cell when the rock falls out. Gotcha. That is also Frank's hand. He did this in post production because he said that no one could do it exactly the way he wanted it. I get that. So he is the hand. So we get to see him twice in this movie. I do get that. <laughs> this fact is really fucking funny, and I'm excited to tell you this one. So there's different names for this movie in different parts of the world, right? Okay. So some of these names are the Wings of Freedom in Italy. That's what it's known as. What the hell? And in Finland, it is known as Rita Hayward and the Key of Escape. Keys of Escape. Where's that at? Finland. Finland. Okay. And then we have in Spain, Life in Prison. Okay. Except no one spends life in prison. Um, <laughs> and in Taiwan, this is my fucking favorite, okay? 1995 Fantastic. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with the movie? 1995 Fantastic, okay. bitch. That's a thing. <sighs> Ty- if you go to Taiwan and you want to talk about Shawshank Redemption... Be like, have you, you ever talk seen about 1995 Fantastic? Fantastic. Wow. Be like, that's my fucking favorite. They have that's high rated on IMDb. <laughs> All right, so um, this is gonna be my last fact, but it probably answers a lot of questions of why this movie is so big. Okay. So TNT bought this movie, okay, back in the day, mm-hmm. and they bought it for real cheap because when you buy movies to play on network TV, it goes off of box office money Mm. and as we talked about this didn't make any money so they got it for extremely cheap and so um ted turner who owns tnt and cbs and a bunch of other not cbs yeah cbs um and a bunch of other like shit like that wanted to have quality movies on his channel so he bought up a bunch of 
of movies, and this was one of them. And he constantly played it over and over and over on TNT. And, like, it just blew up. Because it's on every weekend. It's on it almost every day. It's on all the time. And by doing this, it grew its money a lot faster mm-hmm. than it did when it was in the theater. Okay. And it even... That's probably when I first saw it. I don't remember going to the theater. So, yes, I'm going to say TNT opened my eyes up to this movie. And it also created a term called Shawshanked. Nice. Which means anytime you watch a movie, you see a movie that when you turn it on, you can't stop watching it no matter what part of the movie that you started in. You get Shawshanked and you're stuck finishing the movie. Nice. Also, like Forrest Gump, like we said, that's another movie that no matter what time and uh-huh. part you come in on, you're going to finish it until the fucking end. Yeah. You're getting Shawshanked. Mm. Have you ever done week. that? Like you're like on your way out, yeah. like you stopped in for something and I've been late. in the house and like, all right, y'all, oh shit, y'all watching Forrest Gump? Yeah. Watch, 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 watch. Oh, this is my check part. This, check this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forest camp. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. And then you just sit down. You start sitting down on the arm of the couch. Before you know you're on the couch. Yeah. Before you know it, you're on the couch and you got a blanket over you. and Your you're shoes just are off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man. Eventually. I guess a, I don't need to go to that birthday party. I don't got to go to work tonight, man. You know, <laughs> I got some sick time saved up. <laughs> saved up. Well, when that happens to you, you can be like, damn it, I was Shawshank. I got Shawshank. I got Shawshank. <laughs> All because of this wonderful movie that we talked about today. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Alex, have you ever been Shawshanked? Not that I can remember, no. Mm-hmm. You don't have a movie that, like, when it's on, you just... Uh, Stephen King calls it a bubblegum shoe because when the movie comes on, you get stuck to your spot. So that's another Shawshank reference. So I am, as I can see, out of fun facts. And so you know what time it be. It is time for... Z for the people. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious what you chose. Well, I remember finding a charity when we did uh, uh, The Shining. But when I looked back on my notebooks, I couldn't find the one I was talking about. So I found this one. Okay. It's called Books Inside, and it helps prisoners get books. So... um they help grow prison libraries, and it started in Utah by getting donations from thrift stores and rotary clubs, and soon people heard about it from word of mouth, and people would just start donating books to the charity. So this all started in, like, 2008, and now, at this point, it, they have they send over 200 boxes a year, and they mail them out to over 32 facilities in eight states. So they're not as big as everybody else, but they're growing. And I was looking for one that Stephen King donated his books or just books in general to prisons. And that's kind of what I was going for. And that's what I kind of found. So if you want to donate or be a part of this, go to booksinside.org. Donate your money. Donate your time. Donate your books. Because being in prison sucks. Whether you did it or you didn't do it, Mm -hmm. it sucks. And to help pass the time... Reading The Count of Monte Cristo by fucking dumbass. We'll pass the time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pass the time. So I tried to find that one as one, but I wish I would have known about the Tim one because I would have totally did that. That, Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I dropped that ball. It's okay. So yeah, that's my. We'll do that on the next Tim Robbins movie. Because that's my Z for the people. Uh, I guess that means we about out. 
please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, follow us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, all those fucking cast box, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Send us your Hollywood Close Encounters to Lights, Camera, Cocktail, No Ask. Get the us out of here. And we have Jason doing his monologue from... Yeah, since Zenobia has not seen this movie, I guess I gotta do this. Dang, you gonna put me do on it. B like that? Yes. I mean, you haven't seen the movie. I right? haven't seen the movie. You, you can't see everything. That's true. All right. I gotta stand up for this shit. This is gonna be interesting. Say what? Okay. All right, so we gotta... Let's do it. We don't have down. any lines, but... Next we... week's movie. Action. That don't mean I gotta start acting shit. Action! Um... <laughs> 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 I am the world's last barman poet. I see America drinking. The fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach. The schnapps made from peach. The velvet hammer. The Alabama slammer. I make drinks with uh, juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy, the iced tea, the kamikaze, the orgasm, Mm. Mm. the death spasm, the Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. America, you're just devoted. To every flavor I've got. But if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? Cheers! Bars open! Yes, sir. I have to say, that turned out really good. Give the man a rubber tortilla. (laughs) Jason did a shot, which I don't see him do often. No, you don't. All right, you guys. Uh, if there's no other business, that is our show. Oh, my God. We will see you guys next week with a brand new movie and a brand new cocktail. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's going to be an interesting one. We may uh, There may be some eggs involved. Yeah, Maybe there be some eggs involved, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you right, yeah. uh, here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktail. Robin, cue the music. Dun, dun. Robin, you're so cute, cute. She's like, stop, I'm trying to lick myself. <laughs> <laughs>